Okay, so Barbara, uh, today she's gonna be talking about cultivating resilience. Oh my goodness, what, a, what a, a great topic, not only for this time that we are in our lives, but forever, resilience is so important. So, and why it matters and how to achieve it. So her talk today, you'll learn three keys to unlocking resiliency in these stressful times. In this workshop, you will learn a three-step process for carving out sacred time, how to build centeredness, growth, and peace into your life, tips for raising your vibration and finding your center. Barbara Wellborn guides women negotiating important life decisions to release deep-held trauma from their lives so they can move forward on their journey with clarity and confidence. With over 20 years of experience in multiple modalities, Barbara combines deep energy soul work with the support of meditation, aromatherapy, and spiritual coaching to help clients achieve outstanding physical and emotional health. On her days off, Barbara loves being out in nature, camping with her family, and healing the land that lovingly holds her. An award-winning artist, Barbara is passionate about creating works of art that reflect the journey of the soul. I don't know if I knew you were an artist. Did I know you were an artist before? I don't know that you did. I, sometimes it's kind of a closely held secret. <laughs> so full of surprises you are. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that last talk that I, I, I listened to you present and stuff like that to you gave away so a, a great ritual that I'm still using in the morning, Barbara. Uh, so, and that was quite a few months ago. So it was, uh, I love it. I love it. I was kind of doing kind of haphazard a little bit here and there, but having you talk about it and create that structure, I adopted it wholeheartedly and I've been using it and still use it and will continue using it. So I'm excited to hear what you're going to share today. Well, I'm really going to expound upon that some more because I feel like right now it is so crucial for people to be practicing this, this method. Um, let, 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 let we all need help right now. So. Oh, absolutely. I will hand this over to you and I will tap back in at 3.15 to, to wrap it up. So Sounds awesome. Thank you, Shona. Over to you, my friend. Well, good afternoon, everybody. And congratulations on taking time for yourself this weekend to attend this event. I am so happy to be here with you. So type down in the comments, who here prioritizes others over themselves? Who here feels guilty when you take time out of your busy life to do something for you? And who here would like to refill your well to overflowing so that you have more than enough to give to others? <clears throat> My name is Barbara Wellborn, as Shauna introduced me, and I reside as a guest upon the ancestral lands of the Sayoc Nation of the South Okanagan. Today, I am going to teach you three keys for creating self-resiliency in as little as one hour or less per day. By the time we are done, you will have the tools to establish a solid morning routine so that you can build resilience, growth, and peace into your life. How does that sound? I have been a holistic practitioner for over 20 years. I am certified in multiple energy and psychic healing modalities, aromatherapy and medical intuition. 
I have done massage and lymph drainage as a therapist in both clinical and private practice. I have had the privilege of working with a myriad of people all over the world. As a wife, mother, and practitioner, I know what it's like to prioritize everyone else's needs without any regard to my own. Too often I have women who come to me with fibromyalgia, multiple sclerosis, debilitating migraines, and various forms of cancer. These are women who have endlessly given of themselves to the point where their well ran dry and there was nothing left to give. A large part of what I do in my practice is help women regain a sense of their self-worth and to release old emotions that have locked them into repetitive patterns of self-sabotage and self-neglect. When I learned the huge benefits of taking care of myself first, I decided that this needed to be the cornerstone of all the work I do with my clients. Today, I'm grounded in a way that I've never been before. I have learned to recognize my body's signals and to embrace the lessons she's asking me to learn. I can stand in a place of clarity and neutrality that allows me to be the observer and no longer the reactor. But it hasn't always been that easy. About six years ago, my own well dried out and crumbled to dust. My husband had been downsized from a lucrative long-time career. I was raising an only child who looked to me to be as everything. <laughs> I was serving on a board of directors at a school that was in financial crisis. The one common thread was that I was constantly being asked to give more, to make more money to help support my family, to provide more emotional support as my husband figured out his new life, to donate more time and monetary support for a school that was failing. And needless to say, my child always needed more. I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't eating, I spent countless hours lying awake worrying about how I was going to magically make everything right for all of these people that were relying on me to fix things. I wasn't fulfilling any of my basic needs. I was a mess. I cried at dinner almost every night, relaying the latest tragedy that was occurring at the school trying to figure out how we were going to pay the teacher's salaries, even if it meant dipping into our own personal savings to keep them from missing a paycheck. My very intuitive child was getting into trouble at school because he was mirroring the emotions he was picking up at home, feeling powerless to help me, but somehow needing to express all the conflict that he was witnessing my body started failing me and i realized that i couldn't continue like this i was referred to a chinese chinese medicine doctor for some of the physical issues i was experiencing and i left a message in my very professional upbeat voice within five minutes my phone rang and i found myself spending the next hour talking to this doctor Shortly into the conversation, 
he burst out laughing and he said, wow, you present really well, but from everything you have just said, you are exhausted. I mean, clinically exhausted. As in, you will wind up in the hospital if you do not stop what you are doing right now and start taking care of yourself. I so clearly remember standing in the kitchen, the phone cradled in my hand, and I could feel the heat rising in my face as I looked around at the stacks of pots and pans piled on the counter and the mounds of paperwork covering the dining room table. The endless, unfinished things surrounding me. And all of a sudden, I couldn't breathe. I just sank to the floor and burst into tears. Just one more mess I had to deal with. I was so completely sobered by his words. My facade had just crumbled. How could I, this professional healer, have gotten myself to this place? I could no longer pretend that I was okay anymore. My well had run dry. I literally had nothing left to give. I had to learn a whole new way of being. I had to learn to take care of myself first, starting with the absolute basics, eating, sleeping, going outside, getting sunshine. Over the past six years, I've had to learn that taking care of myself first is imperative. Otherwise, how can I take care of others? If I don't replenish my well, how can others draw upon my wisdom, my knowledge, and my support? With the help of mentors and teachers and taking my recovery step by step, I now have a balanced life where I advocate for myself first. As I have learned, I now teach others that we can be responsible to our relationships while still remaining responsible to ourselves. Though your experiences may be different, how many of you here have experienced burnout or exhaustion in your life? Type your answers down in the comments. Look at the responses. Statistics show that women are burning out at an alarming rate, especially women over 50. You are not alone. It is time for this to change. I have made it my purpose to help others like me to learn to refill their own well through the art of sacred selfishness. So who here is ready to learn three steps to creating a resilient self? All right, so type your answer to these next questions in the comments. How many of you inwardly cringed when you heard the word selfish? Does that word make you really uncomfortable? 
in my mind, there are two types of selfishness. There is the traditional view of selfishness defined as lacking consideration for others, concerned chiefly with one's own personal profit or pleasure, and concerned excessively or exclusively with oneself seeking or concentrating on one's own advantage, pleasure, or well-being without regard for others. One can see with our society's definitions that the thought of being selfish might bring up some doubt about whether this is something we want to be. Sadly, in today's political and corporate climate, we see too many examples of this type of selfishness. These types only take, they rarely share their abundance. Theirs is a mindset of lack and limitation, and they feel a need to get as much as they can without ever giving back. I teach a far different type of selfishness. With sacred selfishness, we look to definitions like self-regarding, self-seeking, self-centered, and self-loving. This type of selfishness teaches you to advocate for yourself first so that you may be an advocate for others. It teaches that when you refill your well first, that there is an abundance to give back to your family, your community, and the world. This type of selfishness is about reciprocity. You take in so that you can give back from a place of wholeness. There's wisdom in the airline mantra. In case of emergency, place your oxygen mask on first before assisting others. You cannot help others if you do not help yourself first. Today, I want to teach you something that is simple, yet can profoundly change your life as it has mine. There's a general consensus in the wellness community that if you own your morning, you elevate your life. They advocate working on three major areas first thing in the morning, so that you can carry these ideas fully into everything you do throughout your day. This is something I advocate so strongly that I now include these teachings in all my programs so that my clients can be successful in the work we do together. Mastering this morning routine will allow you to move into the deeper work we do together with much more grace and ease. So, Key number one to creating resilience. The first area we will look at is how to achieve a deep sense of calm in your day. This is all about the great physical exercise that you need to do in the first 20 minutes that you're awake. Okay, so stick with me here. I know that sounds horrible. <laughs> this has actually been the ultimate game changer that has motivated me to get up and want to engage the day. Exercise that gets your heart pumping, your lungs breathing deeply, and your pores perspiring has amazing benefits. All the blood flowing to your brain wakes it up and generates intense focus 
and energy that will carry you through the day. According to the University of Rochester, your cortisol levels are highest first thing in the morning. Cortisol has been called by many names, the stress hormone, the fear hormone, the death hormone. None of them are very nice and nothing you really want hanging around in your system. Something that a lot of us are experiencing in high amounts right now. By exercising the first thing in the morning, you can significantly reduce your cortisol levels. While lowering this one hormone, exercise raises some of your more desirable hormones like dopamine and serotonin. Both hormones can elevate your mood and increase your drive. Who wants to be happy and motivated first thing in the morning? Type happy in the comments below, because I know I do. <laughs> Intense exercise can release something called brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which has been shown to actually repair your brain cells that have been damaged by stress and can also create new neural connections. Exercise is also wonderful for your lymphatic system. Increasing lymphatic flow helps to increase our immune response. And in these days of a pandemic, having a strong immune system is vital. I personally like to walk around my neighborhood or up into the hills on nice days or use my elliptical machine when the weather is poor. There are so many online exercise programs to choose from, such as aerobics, yoga, tai chi, dancing, and even good old calisthenics that we were taught in gym work great. It's finding what you love and what will motivate you to stay involved. That is the key. Write in the comments below some of the exercises that you like best or would like to explore. Remember, please keep it simple and doable. So key number two to creating resilience is about gaining clarity and relates to your thoughts and emotions. Many of us who have embarked on a healing path eagerly headed off on this journey, practicing positive affirmations. We learn that our thoughts create our reality and that by improving our mind, we improve our life. This is one of the major tenets set out by the law of attraction. What you put out there is what you receive. If you are more positive, more positive things show up in your life. If you are negative, you will attract more negative things. Research shows that our brains become habituated to our responses to life. If we constantly feed it with negative talk about normal activities, it wires us to think that everything around us is terrible. For example, one person's experience of traffic as a horrible burden is a completely different experience from the person who thinks it's a great opportunity to decompress and listen to music or an uplifting podcast. How we respond can be tied back to whether we feel worthy or not. Is our glass half empty or is it half full? 
when we can reframe the situation in a positive manner, we are able to literally rewire our synapses to look for the positive aspects in life. Our irrational responses to everyday occurrences can be shifted by changing the words we use and the pictures we hold in our heads. So what are some different ways that you can gain clarity of mind first thing in the morning? I personally like to listen to uplifting podcasts. Happy music can really help me shift out of a negative mood. Honestly, some days I just need cute puppy and kitten videos. <laughs> All are great things to do while I'm working out. First thing in the morning, I highly encourage you to stay off social media and the news feeds. No one needs to start their day that way. Save it until lunchtime if you must and limit yourself by setting a timer. So what are some other ways that work to put you in a positive frame of mind? Pop your answers in the comments below and share them with everybody. Please remember your thoughts are powerful. Tend to them wisely and look for ways to find the positivity in your life. The writer poet Charles Bukowski said, stop insisting on clearing your head and clear your heart instead. This leads us into your emotional life. If your heart is full of grief, sorrow, anger, resentment, and fear, all the positive words in the world will never quite do the job. If you are carrying a toxic load of emotions, it really wears you down and keeps you from moving forward. One cannot gain clarity in their life when they are carrying around old emotional baggage. So much of my professional life has been around helping people release the physical and emotional trauma that gets trapped in the body so that they can release the past and live in the present. I'm just gonna grab my earplug here. It seems to want to keep escaping. Sorry about that. Sigmund Freud wrote that unexpressed emotions will never die. They are buried alive and they will come forth later in uglier ways. So you can see the incredible importance of working to release old pains and hurts and why forgiveness is one of the biggest gifts you can give to yourself. Removing the negative emotions isn't enough. You must fill that space with the positive, and that's where a gratitude practice is an excellent means of cultivating a beautifully clear and positive heart. When I find myself getting out of balance, I start listing all of the things I am grateful for in that moment. Gratitude begets more gratitude. It's lovely to watch as more things show up in your life to be grateful for. It really works. Another way to cultivate this positivity is through random acts of kindness. Not only do they make the recipient of your act feel amazing, but these acts also fill you with the deep sense of joy just for having done something nice. And when you are the recipient of one of these acts of kindness, 
please allow yourself to really receive it. Remember, this is about learning to receive and not just give endlessly of yourself. So what kinds of things do you like to do to uplift others and ultimately uplift yourself? How do you find your joy? Type it in the comments below or write it in your journal. These are important things to be able to look back on and recall. So key number three to creating resilience in your life. So we've talked about your body. We've talked about your mind. Now let's talk about your soul. This is about connecting to your inner divinity. This is about spending time quietly reflecting and connecting to your higher self. There are many ways to delve into this inner sanctum. Meditation, prayer, and journaling are all beautiful, peaceful ways to tap into your inner wisdom and guidance. When you are connected to your deeper self, your awareness increases, your boundaries are stronger, and you become more resilient. A deep sense of inner peace pervades each and every part of your life. Teaching my clients to do a grounding meditation is one of the foundations of my programs. I know that when I am grounded, I am unshakable. Being grounded builds resilience. It keeps your buttons invisible so no one can push them. Having done my meditation and being grounded enables me to move through my day in a high vibrational state so that things go smoothly and easily. Trust me, I tried it both ways. For some unknown reason, I need to experiment with not meditating every once in a while and it always has poor results. My family can get under my skin so quickly when I am not grounded. I mentioned earlier that my son is quite intuitive and he can sense when I'm ungrounded and as soon as he does, he goes in for the kill. It is brutal and I just fall apart. But when I'm grounded, he can tower his six foot three frame over me and get up in my face and instead of my reacting, I can just look up at him and say, Huh, how's that working for you? Takes the wind right out of his puffed up sails. Being grounded builds resilience. When we don't give people the reaction they are expecting, it stops them in their tracks. It is very empowering. Studies have shown that meditation can reduce inflammation by lowering the stress response. It can help lower blood pressure, improve immune function, and relieve pain. Meditation significantly eases negative thoughts, anger, depression, and anxiety. Meditation can improve sleep, improve self-compassion, and increase positive feelings. Meditation improves brain health, 
and slows the aging process. Now, it is understandable why so many cultures have used meditation to bring about inner peace. The Dalai Lama once stated, if every eight-year-old in the world is taught meditation, we will eliminate violence in the world in one generation. It is powerful indeed. So what is your favorite way to connect to your higher self? What brings you deep inner peace? What is something new you'd like to try? 2020 has given us even more of a test as we have been faced with unprecedented challenges. The barrage of anxiety and negativity coming at us from social media and news outlets has been relentless. Doom scrolling has become the norm. Polarization is at an all time high. These tools can change how we react to the world around us. At this time, more than ever, learning to practice sacred selfishness is what will help you not only survive, but to actually thrive. So just how does one incorporate all these concepts into a manageable morning routine? By taking that first hour of my day and making it all about me, I'm able to exercise, meditate, and do personal growth work, fulfilling each of these important areas and setting the tone for the rest of the day so that I can be really productive. Pardon me. I like to call this the rise to shine formula. 20 minutes of exercise, 20 minutes of meditation, and 20 minutes of personal growth work. In one hour, I have taken care of my body, my mind, and my soul. Something I definitely wasn't doing consistently in the past. I have this all laid out for you in the Sacred Selfishness Blueprint, which you can download for yourself by clicking on the link that I'll post at the end of this talk. 2020 has presented some very real challenges for all of us. And I am no exception. Some of these events would have brought me to my knees in the past. But the difference now is that I am whole. I am centered, grounded, and resilient. I can say that I have been filling my cup to overflowing so that I can give back to my family, my clients, and my community with a joyful heart. I am no longer depleted. I am no longer an empty well. I understand that self-care is a word that has been hijacked by corporations, the advertising industry, and social media. It is a word that is equated with privilege and has become synonymous with self-indulgence as people post pictures of themselves luxuriating in a bubble bath or spending the day at the spa. It may lead some to believe that no type of self-care is obtainable. What I'm teaching here is self-care as self-responsibility. Becoming responsible to yourself first so that you may show up for everyone else in your life. One hour a day for yourself may seem unattainable at this point. So start with five, five, five. 
Five minutes of walking stairs or marching in place. Five minutes of heart-centered breathing. Five minutes of writing down everything you are grateful for or emptying your mind onto the page. If 15 minutes even seems too much, start with a song. Music is the universal language. Every culture has used music to heal the soul. Raise your voice to the creator. Move your feet and dance your grief, your sorrow, your joy and gratitude deep into Mother Earth. Allow spirit to support you as you learn to support yourself with this act of self-love. Spending the first part of my day respecting my own needs has shifted my relationship with myself and my family. As I respect myself more, they in turn are learning to respect the time I set aside for myself. They can see how much calmer and happier I am, even when things around me are going crazy. They can tell that my boundaries are much stronger and are respecting that. When we have true self-love, it allows us to love others around us much more deeply. I'm passionate about sharing this morning routine with everyone because I know it works. I invite you to join my Facebook group, the Women's Wellness Inner Sanctum, to get additional support to walk this path. As we finish up, I will post the link below. Make sure that you click on it to get your sacred selfishness blueprint for showing up for yourself today. Thank you. And thank you, Shauna, for having me here. You're wonderful. Oh, thank you. I love the reminder. I, I'm like, I used to listen to music all the time. Like a year, long, long time ago, I used to walk and listen to music. And da, 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 da. I don't really do that so much anymore. I'm more podcasting and uh, I do my podcast is, is my, I do a little bit more than 555. I do podcasting for my knowledge growth and I do walking and then uh, I, I, I do my um, meditation kind of thing and stuff that I do every day and stuff but I'm like I gotta, I gotta get back to the music thing because it, it just kind of raises you up doesn't it you know what it can shift your vibration immediately and then dancing it brings you back into your body it really grounds you into your body and can just really help release a lot of excess tension it's hard to hold tension when you're dancing and having a good time. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm going to try to incorporate that more. <laughs> well, it's a good, it's a good break. You know, it's, you know, after you've been working on the computer forever, just take a five minute break and dance. It's and uh, been a powerful five tool. Minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes. I should do that more often. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you got to tell me about your art. <gasps> oh, <clears throat> Sorry, clearly I'm having problems. Uh, my, my ears are tinier than my earbuds here. <laughs> but I love, how hu I, I love how human lives are, though, because you're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I, that kind of bumps. Yeah, I'm actually a fiber artist. Um, I am uh, uh, an award-winning fiber artist, if I may pat myself on the back. Uh, that's actually what my degree is in. Is, is in uh, I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree. And so I seem to create a really amazing piece about every 10 years. So I'm due. Um, <laughs> I, so I'm, yeah, that's, that's my goal over the winter is to create. I've got a really big, amazing piece planned. So. And are you saying, are you saying fiber art? Fiber art, yes. What's so I would art? say silk dyer. I'm now a felter. I used to have a uh, professional studio in Dallas. 
and produced art there. And so, yeah, that's, that's what I do. I love it. And I know when you were at Storytelling Tuesday, you're talking about how you help heal the land. Yes. I love that. Yeah, it's, um, it's my way of being able to give back to the land. I, I feel such a kinship with the tree spirits and the rock people and the water spirits. It's, it's my way of being able to give back for all of the healing I receive from the land. That's wonderful. And I know this is a really tough time for a lot of people. I'm not trying to take that away from it. But I think there's been a lot of gifts during this time, too. I think there's a lot of uh, shifting in relationships, shifting with people's and themselves and stuff. But there has to be an impact. And I, it's funny that we don't see more of this online or whatever, on how it's improved uh, the, uh, the planet and stuff like that, too, because there's less planes flying, there's less... Oh, yeah traffic have you seen anything or have any well you know at the very beginning at the very beginning we did you know when everybody when the whole world was shut down you know all of these amazing pictures that were coming forth about animals you know kind of coming out of hiding and the and the waterways clearing and it was just like such it, it proved how the earth can heal herself when we will get out of the way a resilient thing and it's the same thing about us. When we can get out of our own way, oh, our bodies God. are so amazingly capable of healing ourselves. You gave me tingles putting that connection together. That's so true. Yeah. Wow. We just have to stop doing the things that are hurting ourselves and hurting the planet. Wow. Well, I'm hoping that this um, a pause, life pause, or, or time out, or whatever we... <laughs> <laughs> Sit in the corner. <laughs> corner. Uh, I think that's okay. I don't think it... I, I, I'm, again, I hate for people that are suffering through this and that kind of stuff, but I think there's so many wins and, and lessons to be learned in that, too, so... I have an immense amount of gratitude for how I've been able to to take this and heal from it, and I just hope that I can give back to the communities that I serve and to my clients to help bring healing to others. I don't think you have to hope you are doing it. And you're a rock star. And I'm th so thankful that you came and shared today. And you're amazing. Keep speaking. You're a wonderful speaker. Don't ever, don't ever stop. Thank you. And thank you for inviting me here. I feel deeply honored to get to speak with all these other amazing practitioners and and to be in your presence. You're, you just serve the community so well, Shauna. Thank you. You're amazing. Thanks, Barbara. All Have right. a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. It was lovely to see you again. Okay. Take Bye -bye. care.